You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Steady Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torre. Same corner, same time. It's spring football week. How are you young men feeling today? I, I had another bender on Saturday night, boys. Uh, I know it's a little outside of the norm. Uh, but my buddy, my buddy Sage, it was his birthday. So I uh, went over to American Social. I uh, had our had ourselves a great time. Uh, then that turned into a, a night at the addition with some some bottle service and some table service. Just a real, just a just a nice a nice Saturday evening. Sounds wholesome. It was very wholesome. How are you feeling on Easter? I was feeling great. Um, resurrected. I, I was resurrected. <laughs> yeah, in a, in a very different way. Uh, no, but I felt good. You know, a lot of it is just about even if you're up late, out late, just you know, moderation. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The older you get, the more you realize that phrase means something to you. Yeah, bottle service and table sounds like moderation. <laughs> yeah, just a chill, <laughs> chill weekend right there. <laughs> um, good. Uh, on the uh, mother-in-law front, good news. She was um moved out of the hospital to uh, inpatient rehab, and then out of inpatient rehab back home in Daytona. Um, still have some checkups and stuff to do, but. Uh, thank you to everyone for keeping us and me in your thoughts and prayers. Um, she's doing really well. And uh, baseball was away, and I saw air last night. Really good. Oh, the, uh, was it? Michael Jordan, really, really good. Done really well. Um, would recommend. Got to check that out. Got to check that out. Then uh, it was a wife's birthday, so we went down to uh, Miami, spent some time down there over the weekend. Uh, hit... Uh, Super Blue, which is, um, I don't know if you've been to Super Blue, but it's kind of a art exhibit, um, light exhibit uh, type situation. Very dope. Uh, enjoyed that. Also hit Rusty Pelican, had some dinner and some vibes. And just hung out in Miami a little bit with the wife, man. That's all I got into this weekend. And then after that, it was rest. Just chilling. That's about it. Yeah, I know. It looked, it looked really cool. The art exhibits and everything else. I love these interactive art exhibits that are popping up. And all over the place. I've been to a few. We had one in Tampa or I guess St. Pete last year we went to. We've been ones in uh, in Vegas and in Denver too. Just really cool, really unique. Uh, that one seemed seemed awesome. So uh, happy birthday to her. Uh, she's a great lady. Um, and uh, man, it sounds like you had a great weekend. I need to tell you boys. So Wednesday we had a, a great live show. If you've not listened to it, please go uh, do that. But on Thursday, I think oh, yeah. I told you, I went to the Frozen Four, which is the final four for college hockey. What a what an absolute glorious event that is! Uh, a whole bunch of rabid fan bases uh, from places that that haven't seen the sun in a long time. So you you knew that they are from the uh, the north uh, and from the northeast, either by their sunburn or their very pale white skin. But uh, nineteen thousand college hockey fans, a, a lot of fun. Uh, but got to give a shout out to uh, the Quinnipiac Bobcats, first ever national championship in any sport. Uh, beat the Minnesota Golden Gophers in overtime Saturday night. Uh, so shout out to uh, to our friends in Connecticut. Maybe you're also a friend of the uh, fan of the Quinnipiac Bobcats. Is that uh, New York? 
Nope. Just said it's in Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> same thing. Didn't hear that. <laughs> Basically. To be, honest, to be honest, you said Frozen 4, and I kind of checked out mentally. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no doubt. Um, but no, they're they're in Connecticut, a small school. You may have heard of them. Uh, they sure do did. a lot of political polling. Uh, so nope. you'll see their name uh, around the presidential election time. Uh, but uh, but a really cool event if you ever get the chance to go check out the, the Frozen Four or really any uh, college sports you know, either final uh, or, or, or semifinals. It's, it's always a really cool event to meet a lot of really cool and different people. So uh, with that being said, boys, time to get in to the show. As always, our title sponsor is Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. He is located in Georgia, but if you are in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama, and you are looking for auto, home, life, boaters, renters, RV insurance, whatever it might be, go check him at 706-692-2888. Again, 706-692-2888 or allenhorninsurance.com. Let them know Stadium and Gale sent you. We appreciate when you support our sponsors. Uh, Nick, a lot to get into today, but we had another scrimmage under our belt for the spring football uh, practices. We're about two-thirds of the way through, so Give us the update in Gator, uh, in Gator Country. Yeah, um, I, I think it was. Uh, we put our insider report out Thursday. Um, said that uh, Xavier Henderson had caught three touchdowns, and, and then Billy Gonzalez and uh, and Xavier Henderson confirmed that Saturday. I think if you were giving out MVP uh, awards, he would have gotten one there. Um, and other than that, it was just another day where the, the defense kind of uh, outperformed the offense. Now, I say that, but also a couple starting offensive linemen, Kingsley, um, Aguakin, and um, uh, Kingsley, Aguakin mainly, wasn't, wasn't playing. You know, played maybe a series. So the defensive line started creating havoc. Um, wasn't you did get an update on his, on his name, though, his pronunciation. Aguakin. Yeah, Aguakin. that's like um, – who was it? Who was the Dolphin cornerback that, like, in year 10 of his career was like, hey, you've been saying my name wrong? Oh, uh, yeah, this, this happened a few times. It's like the uh, the Travis Kelsey and uh, Jason Kelsey. Their, their last name is actually Kels, uh, and they thought it would be appropriate at the Super Bowl to say it's actually Kels and not Kelsey. It's, it's too far gone. You got to make that correction early on. Yeah, so UF this year, um, I think they're going to add it to the website. They had the players say their names um and i got that file and i clicked kingsley's and i'm like are you crazy he's he's been here four years i've been saying his name completely wrong for four years and no that's one ever was like that's every player for me so egg egg Wukon. I, I think that's Egg-Wukon. i think i think once one person says it you just like that's that's how we we go we assume yeah. the research has been done um so he was out and i think the the defensive line started creating havoc graham mertz had uh turnover in the red zone um Mm. and i think the biggest thing that we've been watching with the quarterback battle is they brought graham mertz in to start he wasn't going to be gifted that would he earn that job you know when we left the spring game last year there was no question who was starting between anthony richardson and jack miller i don't know that we're gonna leave the spring game thursday with a starting quarterback so so who hit the uh, the touchdowns to xavier henderson somebody threw him the ball uh, I think Jack Miller threw two. I think Mertz had one. Okay. Mm. Right. Love to hear so, that from Xavier Henderson, man. Um, 
Billy G's back. I thought like our issues with wide receiver last year wasn't just uh, these guys can't separate. Even the slowest receivers can run routes to set up to set up DBs and know how to position themselves on the field to get open. Uh, so Billy G did a good good job with that with Freddie Swain and the other guys that we had uh, when Mullen first got here. So to hear that Xavier Henderson is separating and making some plays, that's a plus. I, I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, offensive line wise, I think we're gonna be okay once everybody get in. We need some depth. Uh, but defensive, are you guys shocked the defense is, is winning? I think defense is going to be our strength. I've been saying that a little bit on the roll-up. I think this year, uh, as bad as defense was last year, uh, us getting better straight down the middle, and we're going to have to depend on Unless we find a QB in the portal and something changes, we're going to have to depend on the run game and the defense a lot. Old-school football. Big Ten football with a couple Big Ten quarterbacks. Hmm. All right, let's go through the rest of your notes there. So we had Xavier Henderson, a couple touchdowns, three touchdowns. Caleb Douglas uh, had a, a touchdown. I uh, spoke to the media for the first time. Um, just good insight from him. Uh, a lot expected out of him in his sophomore year. Uh, Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne both had long rushes. Uh, let's see, Miguel Mitchell was back, uh, as was uh, Taraja Mitchell. Uh, Cameron Jackson is continuing to dominate, uh, even though the offensive line is a little bit uh, patchwork right now. Uh, always great to see uh, transfers coming in, the, the ones that you expect to come in and contribute right away, doing a good job uh, just about 10 practices through. Uh, Justice Boone, who we talked about pretty extensively on Wednesday, had a sack. Uh, and then Jason Marshall, uh, the aforementioned interception in the red zone, uh, he had that. So definitely hoping for a lot of these guys that were role players last year and a lot of the guys that maybe didn't live up to the expectations that were given to them uh, already having good spring practices. Uh, we talked about kicker. Uh, on the last show on Wednesday, and Trey Smack had a 45-yard uh, uh, field goal made, which is good. Florida is going to has won consistently with good kicking, so it's going to be important to make sure uh, that they figure that piece out. Uh, Jordan Castell and Jalen Kimber. Uh, Jalen Kimber is actually starting uh, opposite of. Uh, Jason Marshall, him and Devin Moore competing for that job, uh, although Devin Moore is still in a non-contact jersey. Uh, who do you guys see winning that battle, Jalen Kimber or Devin Moore, based on what we know right now? Uh, Devin Moore. Yeah, I mean. mean got to be healthy, but. Mm-hmm. You got to stay healthy. Um, and and to be fair, Jalen Kimber, he played all last year with a broken hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we haven't even seen – his potential or his best football yet. So um, that hasn't really been a competition this spring just because Devin Moore has been out uh, in a non-contact jersey uh, for all of spring, really. Um, but I think Devin Moore has such a high ceiling. I was really impressed mm-hmm. with him last year in the, in the little bit we saw of him before the shoulder injury. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. And, um, and you know, Jaden Hill, I will see how he does it. Nickel, I think that's a position, you know, we're five days away from the portal opening again. Um, a position that Florida will go after, trying to find a nickel. Yeah. Interesting to hear uh, Jordan Castell name. I mentioned him on the Wednesday show. I've uh, mm-hmm. been hearing that he's making some noise at the safety position. Mm-hmm. Uh, how was the safety position in the scrimmage? Is, is Kamari Wilson, who's the starters, and, and how's that room shaking out? Yeah, it's Kamari and, and Miguel. Um, and, and I think that Florida will be looking for a safety that can start uh, in the portal. Okay. Uh, any any updates on linebacker? 
Um, I, I your starters, your starters, I think are going to be Trahaja. Uh, I'm probably getting that wrong now that I've made a big deal about saying the names correctly. Uh, it'll be Mitchell and Shamar. Um, Wingo, Wingo's been out there, uh, but also non-contact. He's had two surgeries this off season. Um, I've been impressed with Mitchell. You know, the very first practice we went out to, he was making calls and checks, and I was like, okay, this kid isn't messing around. He showed up. He knows the playbook well enough that he's telling guys who have been in the program where to go. Um, with him, you gotta be, he's going to have to stay healthy. He's had a bunch of injuries at Ohio State. Um, he's been in non-contact uh, for about half the spring, but I think that was kind of just load management and just get him to the fall more so than, hey, he's actually hurt. Um, and even when he's in non-contact, he's like shadow boxing on, 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 off to the side, going through the drills and, and taking mental reps as well. So um, I've been impressed with him. I think Wingo, I, I had penciled in to start, and now I think it'll be a battle between those two, but it might go to it might go to Mitchell. Um, and Shamar James been good. Scooby Williams had a really good, a really good scrimmage. Yeah, that's um, my next question. Moving, moving back inside, so you've got some depth there. But if I, but if I had to pick two starters right now, it'd be Shamar and Mitchell. Nice. Let's see. Going more through here. Uh, obviously, the Gators are struggling at tight end with depth right now, uh, amongst other things. But Keon Zipper, Dante Zanders, and Jonathan Odom are all out for the spring. Arliss Boardingham. He, he looks the part, but getting a lot of first-team reps out there. And then uh, Hayden Hansen uh, is uh, the backup to Arliss Boardingham right now. Uh, let's see. Aaron Gates was out. Uh, Micah Mazuka was out. Cameron Waits was out. And Derek Wingo all were out. Uh, Jake Slaughter played center uh, during that game uh, as well. Uh, Nick, there is a quarterback that has not uh, been talked about much on this show because we just don't uh, think that he's – truly probably going to be the starter. Uh, but um, Max Brown is playing, uh, has grown and improved uh, this uh, this spring and this offseason. Uh, any any other additional tidbits out of Max Brown? The fan base is, is eager and constantly comments on YouTube about Max Brown. Man, it was murder Mertz, and now, they, and, and now they're calling for Max Brown. Um, Max is the third-string quarterback. I think mm. he's gotten a lot better. Um, but that's relative to where he was. Um, the only thing I think he has an advantage right now is that he has a, a, an athletic ability that Graham Mertz and, and Jack Miller don't have. And both those guys, I mean, they're not like 38 year old Peyton Manning, who was, you know, a statue at that point in his career back there. They can run a little bit, but, but not in the way that Max Brown can. I just don't see Max Brown being really in the race in the running right now when I look at Miller and Mertz and, and how things are looking in practice when they shake out with the ones, twos, threes, and fours. I'm interested, I'm interested to see how different the offense looks this year like mm -hmm. with, with Mertz. That's what I'm most excited about this spring game this week to see uh, what the run attack looks like. I know they're, they're going to keep it somewhere vanilla. They're not going to go crazy because uh, it's spring football, but we get a good glimpse of, you know, the play calling with these guys, the type of packages they want to run with these guys. Um, if we're running a lot of 12 formation and sets, like I just want to see that type of stuff, what the offense looks like. And Billy Napier said something interesting the last time we talked to him. Uh, you know, we all kind of knew that Anthony was something was bothering him, but he fought Billy Napier finally said, because we asked him how how different is the offense gonna be? You don't have, you know, the magic eraser, which was Anthony Richardson's running ability. And if you call it a bad play, he can run it for a first down 40 yards. Uh 
and erase your bad call. He said, well, really, we didn't have a lot of the stuff that we would have liked to because of the quarterback situation, because mm-hmm. Jack was hurt and they only had Kitten at the time and, and Brown. So we didn't want to run him and get him hurt, even though we asked him that point blank last year. And he said, no, absolutely not. We're running everything. Um, so maybe the offense won't look that different because they were kind of handcuffing themselves just because they had to, because you didn't have any experience behind Anthony Richardson, who, you know, Utah game was not experienced either. Only a second start. Right. Do you think he didn't put that out in the media last year because that puts him at a disadvantage if if teams know they're not going to run? They found it out anyway. Yeah, no, that's that, that absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I don't expect him to be like, listen, Anthony has uh, a – a sore foot, a sprained ankle, so we're not going to run him. And the other, the other defensive coordinator is like, "Oh, thank you." Um, mm-hmm. I don't expect him to, you know, say that stuff. Um, but he comes out and says, "Yeah, no, like the the questions you guys were asking and that fans were asking. Yes, Anthony was hurt, and we were taking stuff out or not calling stuff because uh, one, we didn't have anyone behind him. We couldn't afford him to get hurt. Then he got rolled up in a first play, second play against Kentucky, and now is hurt and playing through it." So now you're not running him as much either. So maybe the offense that we saw last year will look similar to this with with all of that considered, that you don't have that same runner, but you weren't using that runner in that way last year. Mm-hmm. If they had uh, Jay Slaughter at center, uh, how 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 did He's Turner been... or whoever backed up him? I want to know about, uh, of course, Slaughter, but um, his backup as well. Yeah, so um, – Najee and Rod Kearney have been both been getting high marks, high, uh, been talked about highly. Um, I think what's interesting is, is that Kearney was a guard in high school, right? Correct. Yeah. And now he's been playing center. Najee was a center at IMG and he's been playing guard. So they kind of flipped him. Um, really, for me, once Mike and Mazuka went down, it's been Christian Williams and, and Najee at left guard. And, and Najee has been great. I don't know if you start a freshman. We have to see what uh, what the timeline is for Mazuka after his shoulder surgery. Um, and, and then I think Jake Slaughter would be the backup. Like uh, Jake Slaughter could end up starting at a guard spot, but I think if even if Jake Slaughter was starting at a guard spot and Kingsley got hurt, they would slide Jake over. So I think Jake will be second, and then and then Rod will be third there. Sounds what are good. we seeing out of Jack Miller or Graham Mertz? Obviously, you don't see a lot in practice, but their ability to be somewhat mobile. Uh, Jack Jack's mobile. I think Graham, like I said, they're, they're not statues, but it's it's not anywhere near what you had last yeah, year with Anthony. Of Richardson. course. Um, I don't know that you're going to be calling designed runs for them, but uh, you know they're not just a, a sack waiting to happen. Yeah, um, want to want to ask, but going back to tight end, I know we're bouncing kind of all over the place here. Uh, tight end, Arliss Boardingham right now is is taking advantage of his opportunity with the with the injuries in front of him uh, to Xanders, to Odom, and then to uh, Keon Zipper. Where do you think, when healthy, you know, Florida, where Florida has him on the depth chart? Uh, I think he's a guy who probably would have gotten some run even before the injuries and um, Zip. Zip's probably gonna miss the entire season. Um, oh yeah, of course. Lang, uh, Lang. I keep calling him Lang. Xander, excuse me. Xander's is gonna come back. It's just a, a little sprain in the shoulder. He'll be there. I think he starts. Uh, I mean, for whatever you feel about him, he started. I think every game last year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I think it'll be him and Arliss with with Hayden behind them, and you know, uh, and Arliss can kind of play that H. And, and I've seen him get better with his hand in the ground as well uh, as a blocker. But I think he was going to be someone who would have gotten some burn uh, even without the injuries. And Arliss, obviously a bigger guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You obviously has, has no problem blocking, you know, obviously have seen some success uh, with him in terms of, of catching the ball. Uh, do you think that that's probably your your predominant? I, mean, I know Jonathan Odom, you know, caught some passes right. last year, but who's your probably your possession tight end out of the that group? Is it Boardingham right now? Yeah, it's definitely Boardingham right now. Odom's been been out after knee right. surgery um, from the bowl game, so it's definitely uh, Arliss right now. And then uh, we'll see how like Tony Livingston continues to progress. There's a lot mm-hmm. of guys in that room. Uh, I think the room is completely different than it was last year. Um, it, even though that Hayden and Arliss were there, but they were redshirting. So um, I don't know if it, the position is a strength yet, uh, but I do feel better about that room at this time than I did this time last year. Yeah, because that was probably on the offensive side of the ball last year, by far the biggest weakness that, that Florida had. And you, it might not be a strength, but if it's not your most glaring weakness, that's obviously a, a, a drastic improvement as well. Well, for the most part of the season, they were just, you know, uh, an extra small offensive lineman. Perfect. Anything else that you want to discuss? Uh, we've got uh, the spring game on Thursday. Uh, so what's this week look like for them? Obviously, they were, were probably off yesterday. Yeah, off yesterday. Um, they will uh, – well, they're off today. They'll practice Tuesday, walk through Wednesday, and uh, game on Thursday. Perfect. Uh, and then you guys will be there, Nick. I know you're contractually obligated. Silky will be there. Uh, just doing a little tailgate hopping. And... They're doing tailgates? I'm just vibing. I'm not I vibing. don't know. It doesn't surprise me if they're going to do some tailgates. No, I'm not tailgating. I'm just kicking it throughout the city, uh, swinging through some bars. I uh, hit a couple spots like that and then check out the game. You know, Say goodbye to Grog for me. We'll we'll be able to I heard I heard the uh, that, that purchase fell through. Oh, very good. Um, the streets are talking. I have not confirmed anything. Yeah. That's just what I heard this weekend. That would be that would be outstanding news. I know. Uh, I know a couple of the uh, the women's softball players that were there when I was there. Ellie Gardner and some of her friends were were going up to the spring game this week just to uh, to say goodbye to Grog. So hopefully, uh, it's not a goodbye and it's a I'll see you later. No, because eventually, it's a goodbye. It's, it's, gonna it's unbelievable, goodbye. unbelievable that that place is just health codes still allowed to be open. I would agree. Uh, of, the, <laughs> of the three salty balls and grog, that is the one that was least attended by yours truly. Still a frequent flyer. Uh, but instead of being, you know, the elite status like I was at salty and balls, uh, I was probably just more of a gold member, you know? Oh, yeah, I don't even like being uh, – that was going to come off weird. I don't even like going to balls uh, for fear that grog is just going to fall on my head. Mm. Well, mm. I guess it's over salty too. Yeah. Well, Nick, I would say that right now you are probably a little bit higher uh, of the age that would normally attend balls uh, or grog. Um, Salty's got a, a little bit of a mixed crowd of, of older alumni that uh, a small group of them still call it the dog, which is of course incorrect, but, uh, but no, it'd be great to see. And, and at the end of the day, whether they stay grog ball, ball salty, whatever um, you do want to see, or at least I want to see 
there still be a midtown there with with the bars right across the street from the stadium and not just expensive high rises that uh that nobody's living in so uh, we will be uh anxious to see if nick's coming with facts or if he's just shooting from the hip on uh, the real estate deal we'll never know we'll never know uh well we look forward to a, a rundown for the game next week uh do we know how to explain the team up yet uh, last year was uh, ones versus twos, twos versus ones, um, and then and then Max Brown will run the threes and threes and fours. Um, we we didn't ask Billy uh, when did we talk to him? I think we talked to him Tuesday. We didn't ask him how he was going to split it up, but that's how they did it last year. Um, so I expect that. Uh, speaking of spring game, uh, Billy Napier was asked about playing another school during the spring game. Uh, and Billy Napier said, I'd have no issue with that. I have no issue with it at all. There would be a lot of positives that could come with it. I hear all the comments out there, and I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, there was certainly no uh, there was no comment to which he was saying that he agreed to wholeheartedly other than potentially uh, playing that game against another school. Uh, seems to be gaining some momentum. Just don't know if I see that ever happening all right, let's get into a brief ad read. Then we got a couple of questions uh, here in YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that like button, that subscribe button, uh, turn notifications on, all that kind of fun stuff. But with that, we do want to give a shout out to our friends over at the Gatorverse, uh, the newest Florida Gators NIL platform that is out there. Go visit Gatorverse. Dot io go support the men's basketball team go support the gymnastics program and in the next few weeks and few months there should be some more announcements about other ways to help and benefit the student athletes uh, we are going to probably be doing a pop-up this summer with the Gatorverse in Gainesville uh, so stay tuned for more information there but as always please go check out Gatorverse.io and support your University of Florida athletes all right, let's go back into the chat, and then we have some super chat questions. Let's see here. Morning from Tarpon Springs. Thanks, Tuan, for listening. Nathaniel Rogers said, the spring game will be considered a success. If we land three or four commitments, we will get into recruiting here momentarily. And then from our friend 904 Whelan, does UF pursue a portal quarterback or will – Simmons, Austin Simmons, the 2025 uh, quarterback commit reclassify. Um, I think he could reclassify. Um, know that in, in the coming weeks, um, and it all depends um, on who goes into the portal and and if you can get them to come to Florida. Uh, you're not right. taking a kid just to you know just for a number. If you have if there's someone that you think can start that can come in, learn the playbook over the summer and compete to start against Utah. Then, then you take them. Um, I don't think Austin Simmons um, is the guy that's going to start against Utah. So if, if Florida, even if he does reclassify, Florida could still be in the market for another quarterback, uh, but it wouldn't be as dire if you get another quarterback, you know, if Simmons does reclassify. Yeah, I don't think my decision will be predicated on Simmons reclassifying. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be looking for a one-year rental, you know, somebody talented right. enough that's, that's in another quarterback battle that you can land. Uh, I wouldn't just get a guy, but if you can find a one-year rental, and I think we should be, uh, just to be 100% with 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 uh, what my, where I stand, 
I think we should be out there for the quarterback now. I don't think they got to – I think you need to be tampering a little bit. <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's – Florida would never tamper. No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> soak, soak, the, soak the tamperer. Yeah, yeah, I could tamper. Uh, I could be the 101 member on the staff, and I could be the off-the-book tamper guy, uh, allegedly. But not allegedly. I, I do think they need a quarterback. They need to find a guy. It's a lot of quarterback battles going around the country. I understand the situation that Ole Miss um, don't fully understand who would get a waiver or how that will work. Um, but I do. I don't think all three of those guys will stay. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out with with uh, the situation at Texas, Bama. Um, but I do think we need a quarterback. And if we don't, then it's gonna it's gonna take my expectations down a bit going into this fall. I do. I like all the pieces around the quarterback position. I think they have the skill positions are on deck, ready to perform. You got some guys. You got some talent. You got some difference makers that just got on campus that could add you a spark. Um, you have the offensive line, I think, to to run the ball. You got a defense this year that you didn't have last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death at, at the right spots. I just think the only the biggest question mark on this team isn't tight end or any other spot. Is that quarterback? If we can solidify that, I think we can solidify eight nine wins very easily, possibly ten with a, with a with the right quarterback because the mm-hmm. pieces are around that spot. We just need that spot to be on point. Yeah, no, that's going to be the biggest thing is if Florida can find that rental and if that rental wants to come to Florida. Uh, you know, I know Grayson McCall is a name that's still out there from Coastal Carolina, uh, still there for right now, uh, may be entering the portal as well. Uh, you know, but certainly Florida doesn't need a body. They need the body uh, to be quarterback or else you just kind of have to roll with what you have. You have DJ Lagway coming in. Uh, than Austin Simmons. And again, Austin Simmons is not going to be a guy that could start game one or probably even year one, even though he's a little bit older at 17 years old. Uh, probably not a situation Florida wants to find itself uh, going against Utah and Georgia and those uh, with Tennessee with a uh, with a 17-year-old starting at quarterback. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chuan Marley asks, is Florida going after a portal strong safety or free safety? I'd imagine it'd be a free safety. I mean yeah. – yeah, I think so. Yeah. A starter. Yeah. yeah, anybody in the second window, you got to be bringing in as a, as, as a starter. Uh, interested to see who we all – because right after the spring game too, I think you're going to see some guys start declaring uh, to enter the portal as well. So we're going to see some guys leaving. We'll see how both things uh, shake out. Exit and entrances, man. We'll, it's about to be some more activity. Bird, bird, bird's the word. Absolutely. All right. Let's see here. Let's get into bird is the word. Uh, Silk's uh, on a constant DM train with bird. Just uh, just sending names. I just got his notification on. Yeah. I haven't, we haven't we haven't chatted personally. <laughs> All right. Let's get into the orange and blue debut. Uh, so far, we have a number of names that have announced that they will be there. This is a running list and will change. Uh, both in the positive and in the negative over the next few days. But let's take a look at who they are. Number one, Edge, Colin Simmons. Number two, safety, uh, Xavier uh, Felsamy. Uh, I think that he might be on commit watch. What do you say, Silk? Who was that again? Xavier Felsamy? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Got safety out of Texas. Felsame, Xavier. probably. Uh, Filsami is, is what I say. I could yeah. be wrong. We'll find out when he gets. We called him at Lucon for four years, so we'll find out his junior year. Um, what's his real name? But for right now, we'll call him Filsami. I got him on commit watch. He's originally out of the Orlando area. Um, visited oh, right after we gave him an offer. I think early in January, he came and checked it out. He's been hearing a lot of good things. 
uh, elite safety, a ball hog, everything you want from that side of the ball, top tier talent. Um, you know, we'll see how it all plays out, but I'm hearing good things about him possibly committing. Uh, definitely a name to keep an eye out for QB commit. Uh, DJ Lagway will be on on campus. He's got it. He's racking up those frequent flyer miles. Always great to see with your five star QB commit. D- uh, DJ and the PJ. PJ, DJ, PJ, DJ. Yes, yeah, sir. We need, we need to get him a wheels up uh, NIL deal. Uh, yeah. On three athlete uh, in back, Kanan Daniels. Again, another guy that is likely on commit watch. I know that there's a crystal ball put in, and I know our friend Corey Bender uh, with the uh, recruiting prediction machine. And on three has uh, Kanan Daniels uh, penciled in right now for the Florida Gators class. Would be a great uh, get to add. Uh, to with uh, running back uh, commit Chauncey Bowens, a nice little one-two punch there as the Gators are looking for two running backs in this group. Uh, Silk, Nick, you got any thoughts on Kanan Daniels before I move on? I love Kanan Daniels, a uh, big kid out of that Mississippi area. Uh, th- these guys out for running back, I never question. You know, um, I wasn't how ETN when he but when he came in, I was dead wrong. Uh, so I, I, but I do like Kanan Daniels as a prospect. Uh, I know a lot of people asking about Jared Gibson. He swung by uh, just to check out the price tag on everything. I don't think he was serious. I just can't think he just floated by. <laughs> he just wanted uh, something to do over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to, just inflate the price a little bit. Inflation's up. So he figured he'd just jump into that whole inflation thing and swing by Florida real quick. Uh, but I like him as a running back, too. Uh, very good guys. I think both of these are very elite running backs. I don't think uh, Kenny Daniels is a big drop-off. Uh from anybody else in our QB2 board. Because all of this is NIL. And a lot of this is more bang for your buck. Running backs is a position you want to invest a whole lot in, I would say. But I like our two guys. I think we got a top-tier elite guy and then a good number two behind him. If if, if Kaden Daniels is our guy. Yeah. So- I, um, go, go ahead, Nick. Um, no, go ahead. I'm, I was switching topics. Okay, so he's somewhere between 5'11 and 6'1", depending on – we're going to go with on three where they say he's 6'1", 185 out of West Point High School in West Point, Mississippi. Uh, he is ranked as the overall – so when you uh, account for all of the rankings, as the 311th best player in the country, the number 25th running back, uh, and the number 10 player uh, in the state of Mississippi. Rivals is very high on him. Uh, with him being as the eighth best running back in this class. Uh, on three has him at 20, 247 has him at 26, and ESPN uh, in their one person in their recruiting department has not yet <laughs> evaluated him nationally. All right, um, Nick, go change the subject before we come back to recruiting. Well, still, still running backs. Um, oh. and it's when I text you guys uh, last week, talked to somebody. Um, Chauncey Bowens didn't know this. Um Fluent in Chinese and a great chess player. Yeah, we have also, a, uh, big also Chinese was told, community. also was told that uh, Silk stopped talking about him. They like that he's uh, they like under the radar. They, they like that he's a little under the radar. They want you to stop hyping him. Sorry, my phone keeps going off. I feel like Adam Schefter here. Oh, this is this comes with my five six one bias. I hype everybody from five six one, so they just got to deal with it. <laughs> deal uh, with it. He probably had to learn Chinese just dealing with the big Chinese community right here in Palm Beach County. It's a lot of how's your Chinese? It's a good thing to know. It's trash. <laughs> They're still working on it. Um how's your chess? Elite. Elite chess. Elite chess game. 
I, I got to learn how to play chess. It's one oh, thing that I need to need to learn. Yes, my my parents never played or anything else. I never really learned. I know what the pieces do, but the strategy behind it. Yeah, Silk sounded like a, a disappointed father when was. he asked us if if we played chess. I was like, I mean, I know I uh, I can play. I can lose to you. I can play. I know how to move the pieces, but no idea how to win a game of chess. Yeah, so willing to take up some private chess lessons so I can challenge Silk to a game and. I'm just going to pass. Find another, <laughs> yeah, find, another, find another game. All so right. Get, get, get you with the fools, mate, like I do my son. every. every <laughs> uh, Four-star defensive lineman Kendall Jackson will be on campus offensive tackle. Ty Hilton, uh, uh, linebacker commit, pardon me, Miles Graham, uh, linebacker commit, Adarius Hayes. I'm excited about both of those guys. I think they're both going to be incredible college athletes. Uh, running back commit Chauncey Bowens will be on campus. New safety commit Josiah Davis. The number two quarterback in the class of 2025, Carter Smith, will be on campus. A four-star defensive lineman Jalen Wiggins from 2025. 2025 linebacker Elijah Melendez will be on campus. And then, of course, 2025 QB commit Austin Simmons will be on campus. Uh, with Florida still recruiting number two quarterback uh, in that class of 2025, Carter Smith. Um, you have to almost wonder if Florida thinks that there is a reclassification in the works somewhere. Obviously, Florida is going to keep recruiting until the national signing day is passed for that class of 2025. But again, um, you know, Florida's still looking. So you almost wonder if Florida might be playing um, to get another quarterback in that group. We may go on a we may go on the DB. Uh, yeah, I do. I do like that, Dan. Uh, and that was another sign that that uh, Austin Simmons could be re reclassifying. All oh, that's very true. Um, but I do like that that offer went out, so it's kind of transparent. You know, um, you can read between the lines if you're a fan that 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 Austin reclassifying is a big possibility. Um, we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, Friday is for us to visit. A lot of DBs on campus. You know, a lot of DB smoke. Um, Corey Raymond may pull in a couple guys himself. We'll see how that all plays out. But um, a lot of smoke around Thursday. I keep saying Friday, I think. Big Thursday. Um, big Thursday. You can go yeah, over to talked right after. $10 uh, all you can drink, at least back in the day. We um, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday, I think. I went on my, my positive rant. So if you haven't uh, watched the Wednesday show, uh, I'm trying to trying to turn a new leaf, shed my nickname, um, <laughs> but, but uh, I think I think it's significant that Carter Smith gets like an offer and then coming to visit the same week that you got a quarterback commit, a top ten quarterback commit uh, from that class. I think that uh, you're re reading tea leaves, but I think that shows that we might get a reclassification. Um, and I love Carter Smith. I think mm -hmm. he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks. Um, in that cycle, um, what is Billy selling, baby? Billy selling something, dog. Like he's just snatching quarterbacks, like they they hanging hanging mangoes on the tree, just walking by, plucking them down. Yeah, I'll take you this. Just need that out of the transfer portal now, right? That's bird. The word bird is the word. Uh, <laughs> let's see. We also had a bunch of visitors on canvas, and again, I know some people on the on three message board were a little concerned about the number of visitors the Gators have. Uh, already slated for Thursday. I would just say wait and see. Uh, there's a lot of things, that, a lot of names that will be added. And like I said, there may be a subtraction or two from that list as well. Uh, but it is still days away 
recruiting happens in a uh, in the blink of an eye in terms of whether people are going to visit or not. Uh, over the last week or so, the Gators hosted uh, number 10 ranked linebacker Chris Jones, number five edge rusher Jordan Ross, four-star wide receiver Terrence Moore, uh, who I think Florida is very, very high on, and I think that uh, the return is true uh, on his end too. So I know the Gators are really trying to get um, him in this class. On three, uh, running back uh, Kanan Daniels, who we spoke about, LSU athlete commit Joseph Stone, offensive lineman Elias McAdoo, tight end Colton Heinrich, uh, four-star tight end Amir Jackson, wide receiver Elijah Moore, I feel like there's an Elijah Moore every year in some recruiting right. class. Uh, <laughs> athlete Justin Thur uh, Thurman, uh, 2025 edge rusher Isaiah Gibson, uh, Texas A&M D-line commit Dalen Evans, defensive tackle Nasir Johnson, athlete and uh, defensive back Justin Denson. Uh, Silk mentioned it before. Jarek Gibson was in town. Uh, top five cornerback Wardell Mack. Uh, was on campus. Cameron Davis, the Florida State uh, running back commit, was on. Uh, on three defensive lineman Jordan Thomas. Uh, on three 100 wide receiver Jeray Hawkins. Uh, on three defense. Uh, on three. On 300. Pardon me. Defensive back Traverius Banks, four-star running back uh, Tavani Mazel, uh, four-star defensive lineman Dimitri Nicholas. Dalen Evans was on campus for a multi-day visit. Four-star wide receiver Mario Craver, who I know a couple of people have uh, put in some recruiting predictions for him to join this class. Not sure where his offer uh, stands in terms of where he might be uh, for that slot position right now, but it is our understanding that right now he's not necessarily a take just yet. Uh, In-state cornerback Jameer uh, Grimsley, uh, Kevin Levy was on campus and three-star offensive tackle Jordan Floyd. So obviously uh, a lot of stuff going on the day after the orange and blue debut, the Gators are going to host 2025 athlete Vernal Brown, the third uh, Georgia linebacker commit from 2025 Jadon Perlote, uh, uh, top 125 wide receiver Kobe Howard and top five 2025 linebacker, Noah McHale. Lots of names. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> Very nice. Do like the way linebacker recruiting has been going. Obviously got off to a relatively rough start uh, there at the beginning of the Jay Bateman era, uh, but it does seem like Florida is really targeting and starting to get a lot of traction with a lot of these top flight linebackers, which the Gators really haven't done in a number of, of years uh, but before uh, we switch topics any other recruiting commentary uh, before Nick we get to your baseball segment I do want to get the boards for wide receiver and DB corners and safety there's so many offers that keep going out uh, especially at safety so I, I, I want to figure out and I'm going to talk to some people behind the scenes on what the board looks like like which one of these are you know committable because you, you mentioned Craver. I like Craver. Craver's a slot guy, but a receiver boy is, is, is thick. Uh, and, with and, two C's. With two C's. Thick. Um, and, it's, and it's just loaded with a lot of speed, a lot of versatility. So I want to see who has committable offers and all that before, you know, I start getting my lies off. But so far, man, elite class. The stuff that they're pulling in, the players that they're pulling in, is uh, the offers that are going out. Some of these services are late on some of these guys. Mm -hmm. And you can just tell by the offer list if, if they are. Some of these players are missing stars. And you're just like, who are these kids? And why are we offering a kid with no stars? 
Um, just look at the offer list. If they have Georgia, LSU, and Bama type offers, then you can kind of get the vibes and the services always catch up uh, once they figure out who's who got committable offers and all of that. But uh, I just want to see what the boards are like. That way I kind of start, you know, shifting what this class could possibly be like. Start doing my mock classes and whatnot. Yeah, no, when, when's, when's Robinson your, is a name. Go ahead. When's your first mock class drop? Uh, next week, if, if I can figure oh. out the safety receiver board, I can start lying now. I just don't, I don't I don't know. Uh, I do got this class like I just on recruiting. I do want to say this before we got recruiting. It just seems smoother this year. We having a lot less players that when it, when it's time for the players to decide. Last year it was just always some shenanigans right before they would start start uh, about to, to decide. Crystal balls from other programs. Uh, dates getting pushed back. All of that sorts is not happening this cycle. It seems smoother. I don't know if it's because the head coach is more involved into the NIL process now that they can talk about that stuff, but it just seems a lot smoother and a lot less hiccups. Um, and I can't say the same for down south and core gables. Mm. No, no, no runnings with them yet. No runnings with them yet. A couple names at wide receiver. Jeremiah Smith, obviously, is a guy that, that Florida is still very heavily after. The number three ranked player in the country, number one wide receiver uh, in the country. Committed to Ohio State. Uh, I know him and DJ Lagway are, are tight. I know he's been on campus, but that is certainly a name uh, from Shamanad Madonna uh, down there in South Florida. A guy that Florida really, really wants in this class. Nykar, who has been on campus, he's committed to Georgia. Uh, Gatlin Bear. That's a name that we talked about on Wednesday's show from yes. Burley, Idaho. Uh, we had to teach Nick the difference between Idaho and Iowa live. Uh, but uh, that's a guy that uh, if you haven't watched his clips, an incredible player, obviously, in Idaho. So Boise State, Utah, and a few others are, are involved. Uh, but I know Florida's very high on him. Uh, Chance Robinson's a name that you can look out for uh, from St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, Terrence Moore from Tampa Catholic here in Tampa. Uh, but the, the list goes on and on, but did not a lot of commits from the guys that Florida has offers to right now. Uh, and I think that that board will start to clear up over the next couple of weeks. Um, Natarion Tuggle is a guy. Uh, he goes by Nitro out of South Bend, Indiana, is a guy that I know Florida is high on as well. Uh, but certainly those will be names to look out for. Uh, to go down to safety doing this here uh, live. So just give me one second, Florida has a ton of offers out. I, I, I hope Jamari you. Howard. I know Jamari Howard is coming this week to commit that's uh, safety commit, uh, committed to Michigan State. Um, hopefully we can make him not take that trip to Tallahassee this weekend. I got him on just commit watch at any at any given moment. I think he could pop. I could be wrong, but we'll see what's up. Um, Florida has offers right now. KJ Bolden, which I know is uh, Georgia and Florida State are really heavily involved in. Xavier uh, Philsamy uh, is a guy. A, a lot of their top prospects have committed. A couple to Georgia. Uh, Jordan Pride over to uh, to FSU. Uh, but a lot of names, Florida. Zay Mincy is a guy that Florida seems to be trending for as well out of Mainland High School there in Daytona Beach. Uh, but um, Brayshon Williams from uh, – Brayshon Williams, pardon me, from Lakeland High School uh, there in Lakeland is a guy that Florida I know has offered and has been following his recruitment since last year. Uh, Fred Gaskin from Vanguard High School in Ocala. Uh, then Jarvis Boatwright from Clearwater High School uh, there in Clearwater, all names to, to look out for uh, as well. Safety position. Yeah, I would like no. I mean, are we taking because I think if if Zay and 
for some he won't end. Like how do you how, like how many are we take in this cycle? So I know there's like four or five guys that we're in on and could probably possibly land. I just don't know how many we're taking and what's the board, you know? Yeah, because Florida, realistically, they, they got a lot of DBs last year, probably realistically wants two this year, maybe three. Uh, I guess just depends on on who they are and where they fit in or what maybe some churn in that room looks like as well. Right. Uh, Florida obviously is recruiting a lot of them uh, with maybe the – expectation that they may be losing one or two uh to the transfer portal at some right, point. Right. So uh Silk, I think you said it well. Uh it does seem like Florida's getting a not a lot of visitors, a lot of midweek visitors, a lot of just big groups that are, are randomly throughout the week and obviously on the weekends as well. It does seem like recruiting is is running smoothly. You see Florida ranked, you know, very highly somewhere in the, the four or five range uh, on the recruiting rankings right now with with five commits. And now it's a matter of just beefing up that class. Uh, but Florida's looking good on the recruiting chair right now. Now it's just a matter of of winning those battles. Uh, so, you know, we will certainly see. Do you guys expect any orange and blue debut weekend commits this week? Not necessarily names, but how many do you anticipate for getting? Three, four. Mm. Or I got to set three or four. Might, might know better than me. I was going to say um, two, three. Okay. Um, I think the Florida probably gets, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with three. I'm going to go with two for this class and then one for 2025. Uh, no names, but uh, I think Xavier Phil semi is what I'm going to go with. Seems a little French. Uh, so we're going to, uh, I'm going to go with him. Uh, and then maybe Kane and Daniels as my two, and then maybe a, uh, a 2025 guy uh, in that group as well. So we will be on the lookout for that over the next couple of days and enjoy your time in Gainesville, boys. Uh, Nick, does it, it looks like it's well, going to rain here in Tampa. You guys getting rain up there on Thursday? Um, I hope not. I hope not either. Hadn't looked at it yet. But um, before we, we moved on and off football, um, what are, as fans, what are – you looking for from the spring game? Like, what do you want to see? I, I mean, it's at some point it's a glorified practice, but what, what do you want to see? What areas or positions concerned you last year that you wanted to see improvement in? And, and what do you expect to get from or learn from Thursday? Thursday is 70% chance of rain. Mm. Ooh, baby. That press box is covered. got to Gotta get silk up there. You can take Dooley's old spot. Can I wear orange and blue? I mean, everyone that works for Florida wears orange and blue up there, so you wouldn't stick out. I don't know. I know you got different rules on game day. Not, but not I... supposed to have vices up there, though. Uh, not supposed yeah. to. It's a, it's a dare. It's a dare program up there. Do they have sniff dogs? Ah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Shoot, I remember food. one time uh, when Trump was president. Um, I think. His son was at a game, and like the entire Secret Service was there. So uh, maybe someone's showing up, and uh, you don't want anything on you. I got I got license to uh, smoke this. Uh, okay, that's like medicine. I, yeah, I that's medicine. Probably, 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 yeah, I won't go to. I won't get arrested. They just might tell me to leave the premises. It's just medicine. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, it is. It, I, that's a good question, Nick. But it is seventy percent chance of rain. I'm still pulling up. Uh, as a, as me as a fan. I just want to see what the offense looks like and, and us get out of there healthy. Uh, mm -hmm. the young boys, Jakeem Jackson, uh, Aiden Mazzell. I want to see just them guys. Are, are they making any strides this spring? 
Could I possibly look forward to those guys jumping the depth chart in the fall? Just answer some of my mental questions is, is more what I want, more more what, what I want than anything. Um, what do you guys want? What do you want, Dan? Uh, that's a, it's a great question. I, again, health is number one. Uh, number two, I want to see the, the depth on the offensive line. Obviously you have some injuries there. Uh, so what are those next guys that, that maybe aren't starting, but are going to play, you know, considerable number of snaps throughout snaps throughout the year. I want to see the connection between, I mean, until Florida gets another quarterback, you're, you're either Graham Mertz or Jack Miller. So I want to see what Florida's connection is, not just on the deep ball, um, but on those, those short and intermediate passes where Florida struggled last year. Uh, you want to see, those are probably the biggest things. I want to see how Florida is at linebacker, obviously replacing a lot from last season at linebacker. So I want to see those guys and their ability to communicate uh, and then I do want to see safety, right? Florida, you know, has a five-star there in Kamari uh, Wilson. You know, we're obviously all very high on Miguel Mitchell, but still haven't seen a ton of proven uh, experience from them on the on the football field. So how have they adapted during these, you know, 15 practices? Uh, but other than that, uh, there, there's just not much you can hope for other than, you know, hopefully you have some highlight plays on, on both sides of the ball. And if that means there's a highlight play, that means that somebody's going to trash the opposing uh, side of the ball. And then that's going to be there the hill that they die on going into the off season. But uh, again, health uh, and then just, just chemistry. You're replacing a lot of talent from life or a lot of, a lot of uh, snaps from last season. Yeah. I do want to see a competitive game and not see uh retail Jacquez run down the sideline <laughs> for a bomb or anything crazy like that. I want to see the players play no retired players uh, running jet sweeps or anything like that. So uh, I do want to see a competitive game. I would like a nice, nice tight two and a half hours. Well, if there's 70% chance of rain, and hey, don't don't get injured if you're if we're out there, you know, playing in uh, slop. You just move the game to the uh, the inside practice facility. Have everybody just stand up on that, you know, upper deck area and just watch practice on the inside. What do you I, think attendance will be? We're streaming from our YouTube, and everybody can tune in. I if if there is a chance of rain, I'm going to go with a solid fifteen thousand. What was the what did they lie about last year? I remember when they announced the attendance last year, I just laughed. Look this up. I think it'll be will it be more. I think I think I think a Thursday night is is a tough is a tough day for a lot mm -hmm. of people that might not otherwise come unless you're you know from the, the Jacksonville area. You run out of things to do for the day, you run over to Gainesville. <laughs> um, you know, Ocala, maybe Orlando, maybe Tampa, but even Tampa's, you know, a bit of a a bit of a drive to, to turn around. Um, you know, the students, I think it depends, right? If it's going to rain and I don't see a, a big attendance from students, right? So I, I say 15, maybe 20,000. Drop in the comments. What do you think? What? What do you think it's going to be? What? Last year was 45. You said 15,000? 15, Last year was 42. So they said what? 45? They said 45. I did not. So think we immediately cut off 30%. Well, they, the last year they said the stadium was half full and – was not. Was not. I think you should get 40. Nick doesn't see anything half full, so I didn't expect him to see a stadium half full. <laughs> I went on a uh, on a two-minute rant on Wednesday. Nothing <laughs> positively. You did, um, man. All right, let's go into the comments here before we get into baseball. 
Let's see some things about recruiting. Uh, Billy Napier slowly but surely taking the state of Florida back. We've kind of said that before. You know, you have so much talent here to be able to get a bulk of your players from the state of Florida and then be able to kind of cherry pick nationally. Uh, but uh, yeah, it does seem like Florida is getting um, a, a lot of traction in state, especially with a, a staff that doesn't have a ton of in state connections going into this year. Uh, Sam Adams, appreciate your beer. I said, Silk, I hear you say on the big three roll up, you want a QB from Ole Miss. I heard that if we do get either one of those, they would have to sit out a year. Is that true? Yeah, they all two just transferred in. Uh, one I wouldn't want either way. Uh, shout out to Spencer, just just not not the guy I would want. He's just out there to have good vibes and good time. Uh, I don't think Walker Howard's hitting the, the transfer port. I had somebody from that side hit me up. He's cool with being QB two, and then he'll take over after that supposedly. So uh, I don't think Ole Miss is, is a spot. Uh, any quarterback competition, I am going to just reply on because you know um, I am it's on his job. tampering duty, bro. So, <laughs> shopping, yeah. He's he's shopping. window shopping right now. <laughs> Uh, truth is, these kids are starting to like Coach Billy. Kids from Florida love authenticity. That's facts. Uh, yeah, that's facts. That 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 his his personality, I think, is is hidden in, in his gold. His personality is good for a Florida coach, you know. And on the trail, he mimics his predecessors. Uh, with uh, I know we people like to say, we're not saying he's like Saban, but his personality, the way he talks, the way he comes off to people, uh, is a lot Saban esque. So. It's hitting at homes, and the relationships are starting to take hold. He was he was landing, I think, top tier guys and good recruits when he first got here, quality recruits. Um, but it takes a few years for your relationships to start hitting, and you can see the relationships starting to pay dividends with guys he's been talking to for a couple of years, uh, even on the new offers. I don't know what they're selling, but it's hitting, and you got to acquire talent. It's a talent acquisition business. That's why I'm a little bit more patient with these guys. I see the future. You're not going to just jump and close the gap on Georgia and Bama fast. But I see the vision of it closing with what the type of players we're bringing in right now. Um, it's, not, it's not a lot of fluff on our rosters. Yeah, it does seem like Billy Napier is the exact same guy uh, that he is when he's speaking to when he's on the podcast to the way that he's coaching. Maybe a slightly louder uh, voice on the uh, on the field, but this seems to be who he is. Doesn't try to be somebody that he's not. Uh, Tuan asked, with how smooth things are going, does that scare no, you? No, don't, don't even – don't. I was gonna tell you. It's don't just, just skip had, that comment. Uh, we, yeah, we, we don't need to talk about. It. We had Mazuka like leave for like like six Four hours overnight. Yeah, something like that, man. So it's never smooth. It's never as good as it seems. It's never as bad as it seems, man. It's always somewhere in the middle. Uh, so if things look crazy, don't lose your your lid. And if things look too great, you know, don't don't get too happy. It's just, yeah, don't let your highs get too high or your lows get too low. Uh, yeah. Let's see what we you can't, you can't talk about things like that when things are going well. We don't talk about it. I, I got a credit card scandal coming down my coming down hitting me soon. You talk about things like that. That so, Nick is joking. There is no credit card scandal. Right, right. Potentially coming. Jeez, Louise, that's going to get clipped. To no, there isn't. Take it, yeah, take it jinx, to Twitter. You're you're jinxing it. Yeah. Um, what you don't want to see is our offense blowing the defense out or vice versa. Uh, totally agree. Uh, Nick, here's a good question for you to ask Billy Napier at his next open press conference. Why does he never wear orange or blue on game day? The position coaches wear black. They stand out with everyone else on the sidelines so they can see where they're going. I've, I've answered this so many times. I don't get why it's a big deal that the coaches wear black. Maybe it's just because it's slimming. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. There have been some comments previously about why 
why we don't wear more orange and blue on the show. So I wore my Florida Gators golfing. And I wore my Billy Napier polo. I can see that looks like, oh, there you go. Uh, How do you guys feel about offensive line recruiting? It's actually a good question. I think it's it's okay. I don't think it's bad. He's brought in some guys, but if you're bringing in, in my opinion, and hopefully DJ Ladwick can help us out with this cycle, but if you're bringing in top-tier quarterbacks, you need top-tier offense tackles like my man Pancake that we missed out on last cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said this last cycle, if, you, if you're going and you're investing NIL bucks and whatever and time and resources into bringing top, top-tier guys in here, to throw the ball around, you got to protect them with top tier guys. So uh, hopefully that changed. We'll see a lot of players want to play with DJ Lagwood. We'll see if that changed. I do think that Cell and um, Stapleton are both competent recruiters, um, but you got two guys at that spot as well. So um, mm-hmm. just want to see the fruits of that 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 labor be a little bit more elite. If you look at the on three offers that Florida has, they've got a lot of offers out. Obviously, as you can imagine, for offense tackle twenty one. And then for interior offensive line, 19. So out of 40 offers, I think Florida is only trending for a couple of them right now. I think it's still early. Uh, I think that there's still a lot of – there's a lot of evaluation that happens now. You have to imagine that a lot of these guys that are highly touted uh, offensive linemen are, are really now starting to get their name out there. It's not the sexiest position. It's not the easiest to get uh, your name out there the same way it is for a wide receiver or cornerback that goes and dominates a camp. There's a lot more evaluation that goes into it. Uh, but certainly that's something that you want to see. Last year's class probably didn't live up to the expectations that Florida needed on the offensive line. You go and you get a couple guys uh, in the transfer portal. And that's certainly something that you have to take into consideration. And, you know, Florida looks like they're going to have Mazuka starting. They're going to have either Damian George uh, or uh, Keontae Goodwin starting Cameron waits, obviously a guy that is going to you know play a lot of snaps next year. So, of the probably eight or nine guys in the offensive line that are going to get a considerable amount of snaps next year, four of them, so half of that group, uh, was transfer. So I think it's a little bit easier to plug into some of those, but you want to get some homegrown guys. And so right now Florida's offensive line recruitment is very much a question mark. It's a, it's a TBD, uh, but right now Florida needs to start trending for some of these higher-ranked uh, guys. Uh, you know, it's certainly a little bit harder. Florida's not necessarily an offensive line factor. You go out of state a lot more frequently for that. Uh, but with two guys, uh, you do have higher expectations uh, for them, especially from what they've been able to produce both in college and in the NFL. All right, let's get into baseball, uh, Nick. But before we do that, let's give our friends over at homefieldapparel.com a shout out. Go visit them, homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale will get you 15% off of your order. A lot of great products, new drops, dropping all the time. About 18 different shirts for the University of Florida or apparel for the University of Florida. Go check them out. Our friends, homefieldapparel.com slash Stadium and Gale. Nick, big weekend on the Diamond. Gators take two of three against Tennessee, but give us the uh, the weekend review. You muted. Hello. You got um, you got a great start from Brandon Sprout, which which you needed. Um, yeah, he's he, coming off of a career worst, one and a third, gave up eight runs uh, two weekends ago now. Um, and, and then you got a great start from Hurston Waldrip, and you've been waiting since SEC play started. You've been waiting to get Hurston and Brandon to pitch to their potential. Um, 
come out and, and if they're pitching to their potential, you feel good about Florida taking two of three every weekend. Uh, and that could shoot to 20 wins uh, in SEC play. And, and that's typically what you need to, to win the conference. Um, Florida got mercy ruled on, on Saturday. Um, Jack Caglione was uh, just off. He's, he's been, he's been really off. I think he has 19 walks in three starts against SEC pitching. Uh, still leads the country in home runs, but uh, needs to figure out some things on the mound. Um, I don't think they'll move him. I got a bunch of questions about that. If, if they would take Jack out of the weekend rotation, I don't think that's a move you'll see this week. Um, but if he has another outing the way he's looked his last two or three, uh, that could be a, a potential move. I, not sure who would fill in that role. I think Brandon Neely is probably the, the guy you would turn to, but that's your closer. So uh, I think Jack will stay there. And, this offense is just, they're fun. This seems mm-hmm. a lot of fun to watch. Um, you know, even when Florida was down three, nothing, five, nothing to Tennessee, this team hits so well that you're thinking, okay, well, they, they can score six, you know, quickly. Um, so this week is a big week, all four games at home. You get the Seminoles on Tuesday. Uh, they have been in just a, a world of hurt. Things uh, you love to hear. <clears throat> just stink, stink show. Just yeah, pretty bad. Um, yeah. So that don't lose, don't lose to the Seminoles on Tuesday. Don't see it and, happening. And then you got uh, the Georgia Bulldogs coming in, and Georgia is. Um, I think Georgia had a really good weekend. I need to go back and look and see what they did, but um, they're 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 one of the worst two teams in the SEC East, which is uh, really competitive. Again, things you love to hear. They. Um... Yeah, it looks like they uh, they beat Kentucky this weekend. Uh, Florida right now is a good Kentucky team too. Kentucky's good; they can hit. Florida right now is. I just had it pulled up. They are twenty seven and six, nine and three in the SEC, uh, and number three right now in the country in the latest polls. It just came out while we were recording the show, uh, so. Uh, stay tuned. Always be good to beat Florida State in baseball, no matter how good or bad they're doing on the year. Uh, and then obviously taking down Georgia this weekend would be great. Florida right now is on track to host, uh, which is obviously what you want. Uh, in other news, shout out to the women's lacrosse program, who is ranked number one in the country. I don't know if this is the First time, but it is one of very few times that they've been ranked as the number one team in the country. Uh, they beat last week uh, Temple 17 to 13. They'll face Liberty. Uh, in some other news, uh, the Gators just got a crystal ball prediction for Marshall Thundering Herd center transfer Micah. Hanlagoden, Micah Hanlagoden, I think is what we're what we're rolling with there. Uh, played 32 games, uh, 66.2 field goal percentage uh, on the season. Had 7.6 points per game and just a hair under 10 rebounds a game for the Marshall Thundering Herd. And 904 Wheelan, Nick, baseball question is Max. How is Max Brown doing with the baseball team? Slash, will he ever start? Start or play? No, he will not he start. Um, he it's it's really tough right now. He uh, he's missing a lot of practices. In, or they're not practicing a ton, but he's missing uh, a lot of games because he's not going to miss. He's Max Brown's on a football scholarship. You're not missing football meetings. 
and, and football practices to go play baseball. Um, that was understood. Uh, Max understood that. Billy and, and Sully have a plan. Um, but, you know, even when he is at the games and you see him in, in BP hitting before the game, he just looks like a guy who's tired. Um, swing doesn't look the same. Um, so we'll see how long it takes him to get back into the swing of things. But um, I don't know. No pun intended. Yeah, um, but I, I don't. I don't see him starting or playing. It'll be interesting. Don't you have to? You have to play Max Brown. And listen, and I'm not saying this negatively. You, don't you have to play to get like to earn a letter? I, I don't know what the rules are in college. Uh, I might, that might just be from Rudy from watching Rudy. Um, you, got, you got one snap. Yeah. Um, I think, Max, I think I think <laughs> I think Max Brown is I think Max Brown's closer to earning a letter in football than he is in baseball. At some point, and I don't like to rain on parades as much as the internet maybe thinks I do. At some point, you got to probably pick one or the other, right? I mean, if you're not starting in either, it seems like a lot of work to do both, or not even starting, but let alone playing. But yeah, he. Uh, it's a, it's a mean, personal choice. Florida's like Florida's four or five deep in the outfield. Um, that's where Max plays. You know, uh, when Wyatt Langford went down, uh, they tried infielders in left field. Uh, they started Derek Fabian. They that's not good Dale, if you're an outfielder. No, no, no. They started, no, no. They started Dale Thomas. <laughs> but it, it's, I'm not saying Max is a bad player. He's he looks like someone who's spending 18 hours a week playing football and then trying to come and. And, and, and hit a baseball, uh, and everyone now throws, you know, 92 plus. Yeah, uh, they're smoking some... Max, huh? Max getting smoked at the plate, huh? <laughs> I mean, he's not, he's not playing, so nope. <laughs> but, uh, but hypothetically, if he was at the plate, <laughs> I mean, it would be tough. It would be It'd tough. Be tough. <laughs> the game, the game's uh, moving a little fast for him. So, uh, Let's see. I don't. I think that we're kind of out of news. I know gymnastics, uh, their finals will take place. Uh, in the next couple of days, the 13th. So uh, the NCAA championship semifinal in Fort Worth uh, will happen during the orange and blue. Actually before it kicks off at 3 PM or uh, mounts off or whatever they say in gymnastics Uh, springboards off at 3 PM in Fort Worth, Texas. And the first round is against the university of California. They are ranked number seven, the university of Denver, who I was surprised wasn't in the frozen four Uh, other 13th in the country. And then LSU is number six. Should Florida do well, they would move on to the finals. Um, anything else that you guys want to talk about? If not, we'll do a final ad read for our friends over at Alumni Hall. And then, Nick, you have the song of the week. No, I think I, all good. Si- silence is uh, speaks volumes. Uh, so, with that being said, as we close out our show, go visit our friends over at alumnihall.com. Or if you are going to be in Gainesville on Thursday, tell them the Stadium and Gale sent you. They're right there on Archer Road right past the Chick-fil-A. I go visit them for all of your latest and greatest in football apparel, coaches apparel. Uh, They have some golf stuff, gymnastics, uh, men's and women's basketball. Go support our friends over at Alumni Hall on Archer Road or alumnihall.com. Nick, song of the week, my friend. Um, The story in this song is wild. Um, 
but uh, I like it. It's uh, called Wait in the Truck by Hardy. Oh, man. Featuring Laney Wilson. Guys, you guys got to listen to this one. It's a uh, it, it sounds like a uh, it just sounds like a song you just kind of sing along to. You just kind of bop your head. You don't really listen to the words. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you. Yeah, that's exactly I listened uh-huh. to it the first time. Like, oh, man, this is great. And then you listen to it like two, three times. You're like. This wait, is wait a wild, second. A wild yeah. story. There was a there was a, a a battery, and then there's a murder, and then there's a a jail romance. So listen to it. It uh, all happens over three verses, uh, but you have a third uh, woman, a newly dead a boyfriend. Jail sounds nuts. Yeah, the song is wild. Yeah, it but, really like, but just like Dan said, it's just like it just it's a song that you just like start like bopping to, um, like Born in the USA. You're like. Singing it, feeling American pride, and then born in the USA. Prison sex? No, they don't. No, do no, that. no, no. Prison they, sex. They don't. They don't do that. What do you say? What do you, what did you say it was about Dan? You said so. It. Not to ruin the song for anybody, but hopefully you get the chance the to listen because he does a much better version of, of describing what happens. He's driving his truck. He sees a woman that has been assaulted by her boyfriend. He picks her up. Doesn't her, know her. The doesn't song, know her. Song, just a random. Song, just. The song starts that he's in a weird town, doesn't know where he yeah. is. Yeah, and then he's a woman he, on the side of the road that's been beaten, and she hops into his truck. Yep, and then he drives over to the boyfriend's house. He kills oh. the boyfriend that beat her. He gets arrested, goes to jail, and he talks about how she still visits uh, him in prison and oh, how he wouldn't change a thing. There's a prison relationship. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, no, no conjugal visits or anything are talked about. Maybe that'll be in part two. Or dropping soap. That's yeah. the Missy Elliott remix. Yeah, he goes from wait in the truck to wait in the cell. You know. Mm. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Hardy is uh, is is good. Uh, he's a, a very interesting artist. He was a a singer songwriter. He was a songwriter before he became really uh, a big name, and he kind of got into country music like singing kind of making some like joke songs. Uh, not the way Wheeler Walker makes joke songs, but he has a song called like Rednecker and stuff like that. But anyway, um, he's really grown big, uh, big musical artist now, uh, kind of headlining or doing these kind of headlining like country... performances with some big names. He's a he's, like country rock. Yeah, definitely country rock. Mm-hmm. And he's a, he's a heavy rocker too. Uh, his most recent album was half country and half, not heavy metal, but we'll call it, we'll call it hard rock. Um, but they uh, it's like two different demographics, two different yeah. demographics. Yeah. The uh, it's almost like um, it's like it's like a country rock. Watch the throne where like halfway through the album, you're like, wait, wait, what? Yeah. Did the, did the album change or like this is it, it does like more ACDC vibes than than uh, driving your truck in, in some <laughs> unknown little town. So he uh, I like I've switched. Yeah. You you hear the accent guy, my guy. It, it it changed. I think halfway through. I think it's called the mocking the mockingbird and the crow, or mockingbird and the crow. Uh, but the first half of the the album is country, and mm-hmm. all of the song titles have no uppercase letters. Uh, and then the middle of that song, it changes from like a country song or country song to like a rock song. And then the second half of the album is is rock. And all of those titles of those songs are in all capital letters. So just right. a, a fun little take. Country, country brethren okay with this? They cool with this? I think so, uh, just because of his background and so. And, and there's there's a there's definitely some cross pollination now into to country music and in, okay. in rock and roll uh, again. 
Yeah, yeah, you're starting to see more of it. All right, boys, well, we'll see you same corner, same time next week, unless we have a pop-up show with a big announcement. Thanks for everybody that listened uh, on Monday's show, Tuesday's show, and Wednesday's show of last week. Uh, please hit the like and subscribe button on YouTube. Please support smash. the sponsors. Yeah, smash it. Break your mouse. <laughs> we'll see you boys at the same corner and same time next week. Got turned around in some little town I'd never been to before Working my way through a middle of June Midnight thunderstorm There was something in the headlights That stopped me on a dime well, She was scared to death So I said climb in And then she climbed With a tear in her bloodstained shirt She didn't tell the whole truth But she didn't have to I knew what had happened to her I didn't load her down with questions That girl had been through enough I just threw it in drive Looked in those eyes And asked her where he was I don't know if he's an angel Cause angels don't do Helping to find a man behind all the whiskey scars I hid I never thought my day of justice would come from a judge under a seat But I knew right then I'd never get hit again when he said to me Wait in the truck, just wait in the truck
It was worth the price to see a brighter side of the girl I picked up that night. And I might be here forever. It ain't paradise, that's true. But it's a whole hell of a lot better than the place I sent him to. Thank you. Just wait in the truck. Just wait in the truck.